You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. student loan debt for tens of millions of Americans is gaining momentum. The coalition of Democrats is making the case to forgive up to $50,000 as a means of boosting the nation's economy. News 8's Richard Allen has more on Mr. Biden's counterproposal, as well as what loan forgiveness would mean to one local graduate just starting her career. Well, that's right. When loan forgiveness was not included in the $1.9 trillion stimulus package, pressure by some Democrats on President Biden mounted. The momentum is building, the coalition is growing. This is the moment of reckoning. A growing movement to demand the president cancel up to $50,000 worth of student loan debt per American through executive order. Nationwide student loan debt stands at more than $1.6 trillion, an average of more than $37,000 per student. College should be a ladder up. For too many people, debt is the anchor that weighs them down. One of those people is Carlsbad resident Taylor Peterson. Through college and graduate school, the 28-year-old advertising copywriter accumulated nearly $80,000 in student loans, which so far she's only been able to pay the interest on. It feels insurmountable. Um, It's something that I've kind of learned to accept as something I'll pay every month, probably until... I don't know. I'm very old. For the time being, Taylor's federal loans are on hold after President Biden extended the pause on repaying principal and interest until October 1st. But she's hopeful that some form of loan forgiveness will be passed by that point. It would be amazing. Like, it would be a weight off my shoulders. As well as for an estimated 36 million other graduates particularly black and brown families, who we know will spend that money back into their communities. While facing Republican opposition, Democratic leaders pushing for executive action say forgiving this debt will ultimately boost the economy. Right now, young people with student loan debt are not forming small businesses, not just because of the pandemic. This was already a problem before the pandemic. They're not able to buy homes. They're not able often to move out of relatives' homes. Why is this okay and why are we accepting this as a life a future for people and president biden has voiced support for ten thousand dollars in student loan forgiveness pushing congress to pass legislation which he says he would sign what is the average pharmacist student loan debt the class of 2020 pharmacist school graduates on average have had a student loan debt estimated about one hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars a lot of debt and it makes me think as someone who is passionate about helping pharmacists helping pharmacy students helping you do more with your resources as well as partners who are out there to help pharmacists in some way when i think of this it gives me that cringe feeling i went to school for business administration I don't think I had any more than around $45,000 worth of debt, and that felt like an enormous monkey on my back. And after paying it off, I was just, oh my gosh, it just felt good that I didn't have that loan payment staring me in the face. Today's guest is with Juno Loans, and uh, Juno is a partner of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. They 
have become one of our sponsors about three months ago, right before uh, the new year, uh, 2021. And I want to introduce one of the founders, Chris Abakarians. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation. Thank you very much for having me, Todd. Pleasure to be here. You're very welcome. I am just blown away. $179,000. I graduate as a pharmacist. I go in and I know pharmacists, um, you know, uh, salaries can range anywhere from 101 to $170,000, depending if you're in specialty or if you're a disease state um, concentration and health system and community and long-term care. Regardless, um, that's almost $200,000 worth of debt. I mean, that, that's a lot to think about. And, and what I was interested when I, when I heard about uh, Juno is that you guys have come up with something pretty special and cool. So before we get into that, let's talk about student debt. Let's talk about kind of the, the stats per se. You soak in this all the time. Um, how long does it take the average medical student or pharmacist to pay off their student debt? That's a great question. So on average, we see people taking 10 years to pay off the, just across all medical practices uh, to pay off their student loan debt. Some people end up enrolling in uh, student loan forgiveness programs if they work for nonprofit employers, um, in which case it can take a little bit longer depending on when they start doing that. But it is an issue that stays with people for a good portion of their lives. And so we try to do whatever we can to make sure that people are informed and aware of what their options are to try to shorten that time. So you're an entrepreneur. You're someone that, sh that saw an opportunity to help others out. And uh, your team and the people that make up uh, Juno are a pretty interesting organization. I'm uh, friends with with one of uh, your associates, Nick, and he's done a, a lot of work with me in helping to set up our um, our partnership. But I want to take a step back and and really kind of dig into your background because the listeners will um, will be in very interested to know uh, with your with your background in in media and and with Netflix. So I want to hear about how'd you how'd you get into Juno? Sure. Uh, so. I'll start off with that I've always been really interested in negotiating things uh, and in making sure that I'm getting the best deal on whatever I'm getting. And uh, that stems from before I started Juno, um, in part, I was working at Netflix uh, as the LA office was scaling from 100 people to 1,000 people. And a lot of what I was responsible for was trying to estimate how many people would watch a piece of content or uh, how large an audience would it be for a concept that we were being pitched, and then to try to help figure out what do you negotiate as a fair price to pay for something that people might watch. And that negotiation aspect is something that's really stuck with me. Uh, it is exhilarating to try to think through what the possibilities or possible outcomes are for a set of negotiations. And uh, that dovetails into I was heading to business school after Netflix. And uh, at that point, kind of knew that I needed to get student loans to pay for it. And my program was really expensive. I met my co-founder on a WhatsApp thread where we were comparing different student loan options with one another and our classmates. And at that point, we came up with the idea of trying to negotiate 
a bulk discount on loans if we could get a lot of people together to go with one bank instead of everybody individually going to different banks. Mm-hmm. Happy to get into a lot more of kind of like how that works and, and why we wanted to do that. But the idea in general has always been if you bring a bunch of people together, if you have a lot of buying power, you can negotiate things as a group that wouldn't be possible at all as an individual. Yeah. So when we when we compare and contrast, we have uh, we have people coming out of dental school with an average of two hundred and ninety two thousand dollars worth of worth of debt, medical uh, debt about two hundred thousand. Uh, veterinarians are coming out with about one hundred eighty three thousand. And then comparison to someone with with a uh, an MBA, uh, sixty six thousand. So it's uh, it's it's daunting. And and you know if you want to go into a specialty position, uh, like a dentist, like a physician, like a pharmacist, who we we love uh, so much, you you have to take on unfortunately that amount of debt. So coming together as as a bunch of buyers in order to push through an advantage to a rate or a system or paying less. That sounds, um, that sounds like the old Walmart, um, you know, strategies that they came out with in the eighties. So kind of, uh, unpack that a little bit for our listeners. So they understand. And by the way, listeners, as a, as a, as a listener to the pharmacy podcast network, you're getting an opportunity to take advantage of what Juno has built. So look in our show notes and you will see um, a, a place to actually go. We'll have a link there. But um, yeah, uh, Chris, kind of unpack that for us. Yeah, absolutely. Let me walk you through how this works the first time we did it three years ago and what that means now for your audience. So three years ago, uh, there were a couple of hundred people who joined a Facebook group that we'd set up. These are all people who needed to get a new student loan a few months from the time that we were negotiating something. And at that point, we had people say, hey, uh, Chris, hi, Nikhil, I'm interested in joining your loan negotiation group. So here's where I'm going to school, what year I'm graduating, how much I want to borrow, and my self-reported credit score. We don't pull anybody's information. We don't send it to anybody. And then all we ended up doing on the other side was spent months reaching out to lots of different banks, credit unions, and other lenders and saying, look, here's the total dollar amount that we're representing right now. What is the best you can do for us? Show us what rates you would charge each person in this group. Let us compare that across as many places as we can and try to find one partner who's going to leave our group better off as a whole than we would be on our own. And at the end of that process, we ended up having just a unique link that our members could use to access a special set of rates that nobody else could get. And that worked out phenomenally well. We were just doing this, frankly, for ourselves. When you look at those, uh, when you read out those student loan debt stats, uh, but unfortunately, mine is on the upper end of that range, not the lower end of that range. Uh, And so it really mattered a lot to me personally, and I'm very glad that it worked. Um, But what that means now is, For the last three years, we've just been trying to scale up that model across more schools. So for more different program types where people need a new student loan for the next semester, as well as for student loan refinancing. The way this plays into pharmacy in particular is uh, about two years ago, we were reached out to by a lot of people who were graduating at that point from uh, 
Georgetown, a few other medical schools, uh, UCLA, um, and then a few dental programs and pharmacy programs. And these are folks who are graduating with typically $200,000 plus in student loan debt. And uh, they were getting lots of advertisements from different places to go refinance their student loans, but they didn't know where to go. They'd found out through some of their peers who were in MBA programs who we'd already been working with uh, that Juno was trying to negotiate discounts for people who needed new student loans. And they asked us if we could try to do the same thing for people who wanted to refinance their student loans. And so that's what we've actually been doing a lot of for the last few years, has been trying to identify groups of people who've got really large debt loads, people for whom saving a half a percent of your interest rate actually means thousands of dollars over the life of your loan, and negotiating better rates and better terms for those populations than they'd be able to get on the ground. That's awesome. That's terrific. So um, a pharmacist listening, a pharmacy student, when, when does this take place? Uh, obviously, sometimes uh, uh, pharmacists uh, go from a, uh, a bachelor's degree into pharmacy school. So kind of give us um, a, a best time to, to reach out to. And by the way, when you're listening, um, you just go to um, a, a very easy uh, domain uh, to, to remember, which is joinjuno.loan. Once again, that's join as in join Juno, J-U-N-O dot loan. But yeah, tell tell our listeners um, at what point do they engage uh, Juno? Great question. So there's two uh, things to talk about here. One would be if you are, uh, if you do have a year or more of school left and you need a new student loan for that, or if you have recently or are about to graduate. So let's start off with the first bucket and talk about the dynamics of what student loans look like there and where we come in. So say you are entering your first year or second year or any year of pharmacy school. Um, if you uh, need student loans after you, let's say, max out on the scholarships that you might be eligible for and try to negotiate, uh, let's say, how much the school is going to charge you, uh, I'll get into that in a second because it's important. Uh, you, end, you end up with two sets of options. Uh, you can either get a loan from the federal government or you can get a private student loan. And at that point in time, uh, that's kind of where we come in. So let's say uh, whenever you've gotten into school or uh, you realize, hey, I might actually need some more money to help pay for this before my tuition due date then all you actually have to do is sign up on our site in a format that's similar to a mailing list. So at any point before you need a loan, preferably before the end of May, uh, people come and sign up on our site and give us some really basic information about themselves. And that information is only ever used in the aggregate. It's used for me to go and tell uh, some of our lending partners to give us a better deal because now we have $250 million of demand or $300 million of demand, and that gets them excited to give us bigger discounts. Uh, so let's say you, you realize there's a chance that you might need some more money. You come and you sign up on Juno and raise your hand and say, hey, if, if you do negotiate something that appeals to me, I'm interested. There's no commitment to you at that point to do anything. All you'll get uh, after a few months when we have negotiated an exclusive deal is a link that lets you access that and check what your rates might look like. 
Now, that is just an option. So what we wanted to do, if you need potentially money for your student uh, loans for the following semester, is to make it a no-brainer. You sign up, there's no commitment, there's no cost. You can check your rate at the end and decide to take it or not take it. It doesn't really matter to us. All that matters is that you at least know that you have an option there. What we encourage everyone to do is to always compare that rate that we've been able to negotiate against any other option that you might be getting uh, and to consider the federal student loan alternative, specifically the Grad Plus program. Now, what's really important to consider here is private student loans are not the best option for everyone. Okay. Uh, they're more commonly used by MBA students than they are by medical professionals. Um, and in medical school, dental school, and pharmacy programs, uh, what we encourage people to do is to make sure that you do consider the advantages of a federal student loan. Uh, because if you're going to go work in a nonprofit setting, then there is a chance that you're going to get that loan forgiven after you're there for 10 years. That's just frankly something that's a lot less frequent for MBA students to take advantage. That's the process for somebody who might want a new student loan. But uh, it is just to say, we want to make sure that you know we exist as an option for you. That if you cut, let's say, a month before your tuition is due, if you're comparing the cost of a federal student loan, uh, which we won't know until June 1st this year, uh, that you have a Juno loan alternative that you can compare it to. And we'll have a calculator that's available to you very prominently on our site that we'll also email to you that lets you just compare the total cost of financing between any option that you might have so that you can have a really simple way to check what might be the best outcome for me. Excellent. Excellent. So if you're listening and this is interesting you, there are going to be links. And once again, you can go to joinjuno.loan. That's joinjuno.loan and reach out and talk with uh, a team member, a, a Juno a team member. Tell them that you heard about this on the Pharmacy Podcast uh, Network as well. We really want to track the effectiveness of what we're trying to do in empowering pharmacists and, um, and pharmacy students coming to the end of their education, preparing not only for their careers, but also making the right decisions in, uh, in negotiation of, of student loan debt. My, good, my goodness. I mean, it's, it's not something that you should be ignoring. So um, what else can we uh, share with listeners, uh, Chris, that you think is important um, if in, in including if a uh, pharmacist wants to go back, uh, go back to school for additional education for some reason? Yeah, uh, so I'm glad you asked that question. So something I was starting to touch on that I would love to spend a minute talking through is making sure that you are getting the best deal possible when it comes to the amount the school requires you to pay. So uh, let me walk you through a little story here. We've got uh, a lot of people last year who we helped through an organization that helps women and minorities get into MBA programs. And we were talking to a lot of them about their financial aid award letters. And what we realized was uh, we had a lot of people, we created a tool and we had people 
upload their financial aid award letters so that everybody can see, okay, this is my background. This is how much money the school is giving me off of the tuition. This is how much they say I owe. Let me compare that to what other people are getting. And those numbers were much more different than we expected them to. And so the next step after that was to encourage people to say, hey, you know, maybe uh, you could go back to your financial aid office and say, I want to make sure that uh, I'm getting the most aid available. Appeal that. Ask if they might bring down the total cost uh, of attendance for you by some amount. And for a lot of people, that works. Uh, and so one thing that we really want to encourage people to do is, look, Juno is here so that whatever money the school says that you owe that you can't pay, we're going to try to help you minimize the cost of financing that. But we really want to encourage you to make sure that you appeal whatever cost it is that that school is charging you, or at least talk to other people to make sure that you're not paying more than you might have to. If you've already been accepted, the school's not going to rescind your uh, acceptance just because you're politely asking them if they might be able to help you lower that cost, lower that burden. The worst they can say is no. And so going to go back to nerding out on negotiation and loving to do that. Great rule of negotiation is that until you've heard no at least once in the process, you haven't negotiated hard enough. So make sure you negotiate hard enough. Awesome. That's great advice. If you're listening, you want more um, information on this, once again, please go to joinjuno.loan. Um, we are going to have some follow-up educational um, interactions with Juno as well. Um, we're going to have a follow-up episode coming up with a, a, a testimony episode from an actual uh, customer pharmacist um, of Juno, which we'll, we'll get to you in the future. But um, stay in touch with Juno. Uh, stay connected with the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Um, Chris, this has been an interesting conversation. Um, I applaud you for your entrepreneurial vision and seeing that there was a need for this. Um, obviously, there's a need for it in the pharmacy industry for our pharmacists and pharmacy students. But um, I appreciate Juno's partnership. Um, I want to give a shout out to Nick, who has been uh, just great to work with. But I just want to uh, say thank you from the Pharmacy Podcast Nation. Thank you very much. It's uh, an incredible opportunity to be here and try to help more people. Absolutely. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Um, we were on with Chris, and he leads the Juno team, which can be found at joinjuno.loan. And as always, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for what you do as pharmacists and pharmacy technicians. And I thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you.